0: Hello, and welcome back to the full out podcast. It's Sam, your host. I'm so pumped. You are here. This is our first episode of 2023. And while I imagine there's so many podcast episodes that are about your goals and your mindset and all of that juicy, amazing stuff today is actually going to be a little different. It is an unspoken piece of moving into your next chapter. And it's all about grief. So Buckle up. We're going to break down some myths. I'm going to share some personal stories and I really want to give you permission to be human in this episode. So have a listen and I have a quick quick request for you before we dive in. If you have been listening to this podcast and you have loved episodes, if you are a fan and you appreciate the work that we're putting out, it would mean the world to us, to me, if you would leave a rating and review on iTunes, it supports us in getting bigger ratings. It supports us in bringing in more guest experts. And I would so, so, so appreciate your help. It would be amazing and mean the world to me. Thanks so much, sis. Welcome to the full out podcast where you'll get tools, tips, and inspiration to start living your most passionate, expansive, and abundant life. I'm your host, Samantha Jo Harvey, professional dancer and group fitness trainer turned lifestyle entrepreneur, speaker, and women's empowerment coach. It is my mission to help women live their lives full out. No more surviving your days, playing small or marking your way through life. It's time to let go of your blocks, step into your power, and own that you are worthy of having everything you want in your life, business, and relationships. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Let's dive into grief. I want to start with some of the myths that I believe that people experience with grief, but I want to, before we even dive into that, I want to talk about why the first episode of the year is about grief. And that is so many people feel, A, excited about the new year. It's an amazing time to transition into what feels like your next level. It's a great time to reset your intentions, reset goals, choose your word of the year. You take your pick, whatever works for you, right? But in order to fully step into that next level, in order to fully transition, we have to let go. And this is a giant piece of becoming your biggest, boldest, most expansive self that people do not talk about. Yes, there's forgiveness work. Yes, there is shadow work. And what is often not spoken about is the grief that comes with moving forward in your life, whether that means having to grieve the loss of friendships that are no longer in alignment with you, whether that means grieving the version of you that you get to release so that you can step forward powerfully or whether that means grieving what you thought your life was going to look like or grieving what you thought you were going to have. And now what you get to shift into and move through so that you can create the life that you desire. So these myths are that grief is just for someone who's gone through the tragic loss of a loved one. We all in our society, accept when someone loses a partner, a friend, a family member, like we understand that grief and we we feel like there's like, they're allowed to feel sad. And so what a lot of people do is they fall into comparison. Well, that person lost their partner. So I can't possibly be grieving this thing in my life because their grief is bigger. Another myth is that grieving has a timeline that, you know, the first year is the tough one, the first birthday, the first Christmas, the first experience. And then after a year, all of a sudden the grief is, is lessened. There's also this myth that it, that it's one and done that it it is experienced in one way. And all of these are myths And so, I want us to really start to open our eyes to what is possible and what is part of the human experience. Grief is part of the human experience. And in my personal experience, the last couple of years, I have worked through a lot of grief in a variety of different ways. And I really want to share this with you so that you. Feel permission. If you are not feeling on fire with your goals and where you get to go this year, if you're feeling that stretchiness in this transition, I want you to know you're not alone. You're not alone. So the first thing that I want you to take away from this podcast episode is that grief is not just for when you lose a loved one. My friend, Jessica Reese talks about living deaths and we experience these on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. We experience this grief of what I could have been or who I could have, who I could have been, what I could have done sadness about how things did it or didn't turn out. Like maybe you, you reach this incredible goal and in the process of it, some things had to fall away in your life. And there's, you're allowed to feel this both. And this excitement of this achievement and also the sadness and the grief of no longer having the friends or no longer being in that stage of your life. So we experience grief in transition. And hello, the new year is a giant transition for a lot of people. Additionally, if we're looking at the seasons and cyclical living, the wintertime is really a time when a lot of people hibernate, they go internal. And so if you haven't been looking at the things that you've grieved over the last couple of months, the last year, it might be coming up right now. And you might be feeling like, Oh my God, I feel crazy right now. Why am I sad? Why am I feeling so internal? Why am I feeling this heaviness? And you might have residual grief. So allow yourself the permission to feel whatever it is that you are feeling grief is a part of life. And so often we make it wrong. We make it wrong to feel sad, to feel depressed, to feel sadness, to feel heaviness, to feel blue. And if we can shift that up and shake it up and go, Hey, we are cyclical beings. There is no way that we can maintain Status quo and homeostasis forever. Nature doesn't maintain homeostasis. We look at the seasons, we go through winter and then spring and then summer and then fall. If you look at the leaves on the trees, they go through a process. If we look at Mother Nature, we look at the rain and the weather, there are sunny days and then there are thunderstorms and cloudy days and hail and tornadoes and hurricanes. There are so many different facets of nature. And so we as humans, I believe that we are part of nature. So it would be insane for us to think that we are not also going to experience those sunny days and also the rainy, stormy, cloudy days. So grief is a part of life. No one is immune to it. So can we stop making it wrong? Instead, can we get curious about it? I want you think, how many times have you been like, I'm, I'm feeling really sad today and immediately you go into self beat up. I'm too emotional. I shouldn't be sad about this. I should be over this. Other people have it worse. Instead, can you be curious? Ooh, what's coming up for me here? Huh? What is this teaching me? How do I get to move through this? What is my body asking for? So often in the personal development space, we're asked to shift our mindset, shift our mindset, find a different interpretation. And while I teach that, I also teach that you get to release through the body. So really leaning into what is my body calling for? What do I get to do to move this through my body to support my nervous system in finding homeostasis again? It's not about always being neutral. It's about experiencing the depths, experiencing the heights and being able to navigate moving through that without it completely taking you out of life. And so some questions to ask your body and to start to get in tune with that is what do I need? Do I need to take a bath? Do I need to shower and cry? Do I need to put on some loud music and scream? Do I need to go punch something? Do I need to go break plates? Side tip for that, put plates in a Ziploc baggie that when you throw and break them, they don't shatter everywhere. Do you need to go break pencils? Like you have that feeling you need to go break something. Do you need to go release in some different way? Take a walk, go for a run, put your feet in the sand lay down in the fetal position and just cry. All of these are really healthy, beautiful options for you to release through your body. If you are an external processor, which some of my clients are, some of my clients are like, I need to talk this through. And I'm one of those people too. And so I have my, my counsel of people. I have my close people. I have my coach. I have my partner. I have my mom. I have my close friends. I have my sister. And being able to talk through it when you find that you're someone that external processes, what I find really supportive is if you call one of these people and say, Hey, like I'm in it right now. Do you have space? Always ask for permission. Do you have space? I got to process this and then tell them what would be most supportive. It would be most supportive. If you can just listen to me for 10 minutes and just hold the space for me, or, It would be really supportive if you could listen to this and then give me feedback, or it'd be really supportive if you could listen and then remind me who the fuck I am. Remind me that I've got this, but first I got to get this out of my system. So being really clear with your communication and what you desire is going to set you up for success. I don't know about you, but I've been in that situation where I've had my mom or my partner or my friends like want to fix They want so badly for me to not feel badly that they want to fix. And they want to go, no, 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 you're fine. Don't cry. It's okay. It's okay. And that is not always supportive. And one thing I teach in my group containers is how to hold space without needing to fix. And can you imagine what that is like to be seen for the depths of your sadness, your depression, your experience, your emotion, and for it to be okay, to not have to be fixed For you to not have to dry your tears and put on a smile, but for you to be seen in this vulnerability, in your truth, in your depths of your grief, and to be held. To be held. So, if you find yourself in the supporting role, one really powerful way to do this is to ask, Hey, babe, what do you need from me right now? I'll ask my friends, What do you need from me right now? How can I best support you? Do you want feedback? Do you want support? Do you want my intuitive insights? Do you want my intuitive hits? Do you want me to feel like whatever I've got coming through and I'm happy to share? So really being clear with how I can best support this person and being really clear that I don't get to project. I might've experienced something similar and I get to check myself and go, okay, am I projecting what I'm experiencing and what I feel or what is really going to serve this beautiful human in front of me? So that's like a tidbit for someone that gets to support someone in their grief. So coming back to this idea that grief is a part of life, we make it wrong as humans. Can you not make it wrong? Can you get curious? So release the beat up, release the judgment, release the comparison, comparing it to other people and how like, oh, the other people have it worse. Now let that go. Release the self beat up and the self judgment of like, I should have be over this by now Again, other people have it worse. Like release all of that. Stop making it wrong. You're human. Can you in fact celebrate that this is how deeply you feel? This is showing you the depths of your love, the depths of your heart, the depths of what you are capable of feeling and the beauty, and maybe sometimes the curse of feeling deeply for all you empaths, for all you people that feel deeply, hello, you are my people. The beauty is that we love deeply and that we can experience the highs of the highs. And also the flip side is that we experience the depths of the darkness. (laughs) I was talking to my mom yesterday and she's like, Sam, you're not normal. And I'm like, I know (laughs) you are not normal. (sighs) And it was actually like, it was like a beautiful thing. I took it as a compliment. I'm not normal. And so I know that I feel in a deeper way and can I be okay with that? Can I sit in that? And maybe that brings up more grief. Like, gosh, if I was just normal, if I just like, didn't feel, if this didn't hurt me in this way, if this didn't happen like this, there's more grief there, there's more to release and more to let go. So we can also laugh at ourselves in this journey. I think that sometimes we feel like, oh, if I have grief, like it only is one note and in actuality, grief takes many different notes. There's going to be the depths of the anger and the frustration, and the resentment and the fire. And then also as you move through this grief journey, there is going to be that more like soft, tender, like, oh, I feel this, but it doesn't stab me in the way that the anger did. It just lands in a softer way. And gosh, it might make me cry more because it feels so nuanced. And one thing that My friend, my coach, my, uh, my soul sister, Melissa Dugalecki talks about with grief. She lost her daughter at four months old. She says that grief brings up more of who you are. It brings out who you already are. So if you are someone who feels deeply, grief is going to bring up those depths of your feelings. If you are someone that is angry and spicy, it's going to bring that up. If you are someone that is destined to be a writer and speaker, it is going to bring that up. If you are someone that is meant to connect people, it is going to bring that up. So it just magnifies who you already are. And I'm going to add, you are not crazy. You are not crazy. You are beautifully human. You are beautifully human. And remember, this is a journey. We get to find the moments of light. And sometimes it's one moment of light. And then you go another couple months and you find another moment of light and hold on to those moments of light. Hold on to those moments. And soon those moments become minutes, and those minutes become days, and those days become weeks, and those weeks become months. And then all of a sudden, you're moving through this journey. And here's the wild thing is that you're going to feel like, okay, I might be through this. You might not ever be over it. Okay. Let's be real. You're probably never going to be over it, but you might be through the thick of it. And then something is going to happen that is going to spark all of that grief. And she is going to come rushing back, rushing back like a giant waterfall. And you'll find yourself crying on the kitchen floor listening to a song, looking at old pictures and know that it's a journey, it's a journey and you are not alone, you're not alone. So as we move into this transition into this new year and again, this could be the new year, the new month a lot of grief comes up around people's birthdays. So if you're experiencing grief around your birthday it is grief through a transition the grief gets to happen. It is part of the growth. I was just seeing something online the other day, Tyler Perry talking about, you know, that saying where it's like, some people are with you for a season or reason, or however that saying goes, but what he talked about is the rocket ship. And sometimes you are the rocket ship and you know you got those like compartments on you that get you to a certain altitude. And then once you hit the certain altitude, the pieces fall off. And so sometimes those are people or places, or things, or identities that have to fall off so you can reach the next altitude. And there is grief involved in releasing those pieces. And sometimes we are the pieces on other people's rocket ships. And sometimes we have to fall away so that that person, that place, that thing can move into its next evolution. And there is grief involved in that too watching someone travel forward without us, watching something continue on when you choose a different direction. And so I really want to drive this home that grief can be experienced by everyone. It is experienced by everyone and no one is immune to it. So if we shine the light on grief, especially around transitions, when we experience it. When we feel it, it allows us to heal and move powerfully forward versus shoving it down in our bodies, trying to grasp and grip and hold on for dear life and try to avoid change. That's not going to work. In my spin classes, I always say, when we're adding the resistance, the only way out is through. The only way out is through Sure. You could try to sidestep it. You could try to turn down the resistance and cheat it, but ultimately you're going to know that you didn't do it. Or ultimately that grief is going to come back up and bite you in the ass if you don't deal with it. And so I want to share um, a personal story just so that, you know, you're not alone. And this has happened, happened recently this week, actually. Um, so as you know, in, in 2021, I was hired back for my 11th season with the Rockettes. I spent 2020 grieving, not having the show. I spent 21 getting my body ready, getting fit, getting strong, um, really preparing to audition again with girls that were in their like 18, 19, 20 year olds, me being like a mid thirties rocket veteran and the amount of energy and, you know, visualization and, and effort that went into auditioning. And I remember going into the audition room and there was something in me that was like, this might be your last time here. So make the fucking most out of it. And I don't know, it was that intuitive hit that just got me. Um, really, it was really powerful. It was like sad and it was beautiful. And it was so many things and I ended up getting hired, which was such a celebration. And due to their requirements, um, I did not fit the requirements for health, um, vaccine things. And so they removed my contract They removed my contract and I had to choose between my career and something I loved dearly or my health. And what I believed in was right for me, for my future, for my future babies, for my fertility and for my personal health. And I chose my health and it was chosen grief. I knew that I was choosing to end my career based on these health requirements And it was the most painful thing that I think I've experienced in my life, having to walk through chosen grief, chosen grief, because in my gut, in my body, I knew this was it for me. Like I knew really clearly what I was available for and what I wasn't. And so it sent me into a giant depression. I could not get out of bed. I could not go to ballet class. I could not move my body. I gosh, I don't even know what kind of partner I was to my, my partner. It was a really, really rough time. And so after about like three months, I was like, okay, I got to get back into ballet studio. And my teacher at the time had supported me in getting ready for the audition. And I came back to class. I think it was like January-ish. I was like, I got it. I just got to do this. Like I got to move for me. And I remember the first note he, he pressed play on the, on the, we don't do piano players there. We do uh, what's it called? Like Spotify, iTunes. He pressed play and like the first notes of the piano music just had me in tears. And I had to navigate returning to something that I loved without the attachment to my career, without the attachment to getting my body right, without the attachment to my identity as a professional dancer. And it took months months and months for me to finally renegotiate and re-navigate my identity. So I went through this grief of a career, of a 10-year career ending before I was ready. I went through the grief of my partner not seeing me in my magic on stage. He's never been to New York, you guys, like OMG. I had to grieve this this version of myself, this identity. So it hit me in so many ways. I was also going through hair loss. I was going through some crazy drama in my business. Like it was a rough, rough time. And through this process, my teacher just held the space for me. My teacher just supported. And I don't think he fully knew what I was going through. Like he knew I, I shared with him and he was supportive, but I don't think he knew the amount of transformation, the amount of evolution, the amount of of growth that was really happening and healing in the studio during his classes and this week was his last class and he is moving on to a sabbatical for the next like 6 6 to 9 to 12 months and i came home and i just sobbed like it just sparked this insane grief in my body this insane grief of Not him leaving, but just this culmination of all of this growth and this work and how far I've come. And so I share this to allow you to understand that grief comes back. You think that you're through it and then something will happen. You'll hear a song. You'll hear someone say a phrase. You'll see a video or a picture or your ballet teacher will be leaving and it will send you back into the depths of your experience. And it's beautiful. And it's normal. And so I want you to know that whatever you are working through, you've got this. Grief is not just for when someone passes. There are so many living deaths and transitions that we experience. We I mean, you know number two, it's part of life. Stop making it wrong, get curious about it. Number three, move it through your body, get support. Number four, understand it's a journey it's a journey. Find those moments of light, find those people that keep you elevated, find those people that will support you and know that it is going to change. It's not going to feel the same forever and that it is going to change. And it's going to feel different. You're going to experience all of the facets of it. Number five, you are not alone. You're not alone. So my friends, if you're moving through grief, I feel you. I hear you reach out for support. You can chat with me on Instagram at Samantha Joe Harvey. I love you. I am sending you so, so, so much love. Thank you for being here. I'll see you guys next time. Thank you so much for joining me. If today's podcast inspired you in any way, we would love your support in spreading the word